Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to SyncSpider's Ecom Ops podcast. My name is Norbert and I am happy to welcome Heather Safa from Dollop Gourmet in this episode. Hello, Heather. Great Hi. to be here. Hi. Thank you for having me. And I'm impressed that you pronounced my last name correctly. Most uh-huh. people don't. <laughs> well, I try it quite often, to be honest. <laughs> but you know, you know from Austria, uh, those people from Austria and their English. Yeah, you know Arnold? So... Uh, <laughs> Yes, that is true. Give our best, yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, you're doing an excellent job. (laughs) Thank you very much. Heather, uh, it's so great to have you here. Um, My first question, how did you first get into e-commerce? Great question. So I actually, I used to own a bakery um, and we did, you know, a lot of mostly cupcakes, but we did cakes and weddings and corporate events. And um, I went on Food Network's Cupcake Wars and won that show, which was fantastic for business. Um, But a problem with having a bakery is you really can't do e-commerce. You can't, you can't ship very well. We tried shipping, like we tried shipping um, cupcakes like kits so that you could have, um, it came with frosting and toppings and then the cakes and we packaged it so that people would decorate their own cupcakes. Um, but there was just a real difficulty with shelf life and, and shipping something that's perishable like that. Uh, so I decided I wanted to get out of the bakery business because I wanted to create something that I could do e-commerce with and ship all over. Um, so that's when I created the frosting line, the doll for me frosting line and made it uh, healthier and better for you, lower sugar, vegan. And that's when I started to get into e-commerce when I created the frosting line. Oh, that's great. Well, I, I, I can't imagine that this is pretty hard to, to ship around uh, uh, food at, at, at in, in, in any level. So keeping that fresh and so on. Yeah, that definitely was a challenge. Um, I mean, we were getting into grocery stores, but also wanted to do the e-commerce and it and it is difficult. Um, so I tried to create a product that had a longer shelf life and stability and because it was vegan, so we weren't using dairy, so it was able to ship without ice or refrigeration. Um, but there are still challenges when it's, you know, if it ships somewhere like here where I am in Vegas in the summer and it's 120 degrees Fahrenheit, like it's, you don't want that sitting outside on someone's porch forever. Um, so there's definitely, there's definitely those challenges. It'd be a lot easier to ship, um, cardboard boxes, just empty cardboard boxes, right. Or, or telephones or something. I can imagine. Absolutely. Uh, and I've seen you've been on shark tank. Yes. Yeah. What's that experience? It was a great experience. I mean, it was a great life experience. Um, it went 
as well as I could have hoped for it to go. They, the sharks were all very complimentary. Um, no one, no one was rude or mean to me. They, they were very nice to me and they all loved the frosting. Um, so it, it went well. I mean, I had a really good experience. Yeah, that's cool. Um, let's get a bit more techy. What's your e-com stack? What's your tech stack? So we use Shopify um, and, and that's, uh, switched over to Shopify right before going on Shark Tank, before the Shark Tank episode aired, Mm -hmm. because that was highly recommended, um, from other Shark Tank companies that, that, that Shopify wouldn't crash. That's, that's usually the big concern when you go on Shark Tank and you get hit with, you know, all these orders at one time is your website going to stay up. And um, with Shopify, they they don't usually crash. So switched over to Shopify. Um, and then we use um, SendGrid and we use OmniSend um, for email and for email newsletters. Uh, we were using Klaviyo, which um, I think is I think is better. And I have a lot of friends that use Clavio and um, it's a, it's a lot more pricey. So it just depends on how much you want to spend, how much e-commerce you're doing. Um, so we switched away from that currently, but we might go back to it. Okay. That's great. And uh, do you sell on other channels as well, or is it just your, uh, your store and Shopify? Uh, we just sell on the Shopify store currently. We have sold on other channels um, previously, like um, Vitacost and Amazon. Um, it's it's a little more difficult with a food product because because um, you can only ask for so much from the customer. Uh, I mean, I think we're we're at eight ninety nine uh, online. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no one's going to spend $20 on a jar of frosting. So there's, there's like that, you know, kind of gray area of trying to hit the right price point. But with e-commerce, now you have the shipping costs and you have, um, when you go to other platforms, Amazon was charging us like $6 a unit. Um, and, uh, even selling wholesale to like Vitacost, like they, they mark it up even more. So it's just a, li- a little more challenging um, than if you have a product that you have more wiggle room on price. Mm-hmm. And are there any other marketplaces that are interesting for um, any kind of food products in uh, the U.S.? Uh, there are some other ones, but you I mean, you still have the same challenges. Like you're sending it, uh, you usually still have to ship directly from from your you know supplier your warehouse to the customer but then you have that additional middleman cost on top of on top of everything so Mm -hmm. we have we have used some other platforms and there's some new ones now someone was telling me about it a new food one the other day um but i mean in this day and age especially with with what's going on in the world right now um Owning your own e-com is uh, is going to be a lot more profitable um, than having a middleman, especially with food. Yeah, absolutely, can understand. And is is Corona um, um, affecting your business uh, in an, in in a way, um, positive or negative? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely having an effect. Uh, even though people are shopping online more, they're being more careful with their purchases. Uh, so that that definitely we have seen a large decrease in our sales because of because of that. So um, there's not so much flexible spending anymore. Okay. Got you. Um, is there a, is there any any specific person in your team that is uh, focused on operations, or is it you, family, your husband? So 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 this is the interesting part uh, that I'm not sure if you know, but I actually sold Dollop Gourmet. I sold the company um, in June, and okay. I sold the company to a Canadian company. Mm -hmm. um, so. The past year has been a lot of transition, but um, so I'm currently kind of um, doing the taking back over the social media and doing some of the um, e-commerce operations stuff um, because the company that I sold it to, they do mostly B2B. Um, so kind of B2C is new to them. And that's one of the reasons they wanted to buy Dollop Gourmet. But so um, we're kind of, we're still doing the transition process. So I'm handling a lot of it, the operation stuff for e-commerce. Okay. So you are the marketer? And operator of the store still? Of the, yeah, of the e-commerce. But um, the the company that I sold Dollop Gourmet to, they're going to be doing the production. So we're, we're transitioning, which is difficult because they're transitioning from U.S. production to Canadian production. So there's there's a, a learning curve there. <laughs> yeah. What what do you do to, to, to ensure that your customers have... Um, a constantly good experience and awesome experience with, with the product. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think the thing that we do the best is just being um, very communicative with them and um, sending out email newsletters. And if someone has a question and they, you know, we stay on top of social media. So checking the, you know, direct messages on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and getting back to customers quickly um, and if they place an order and they haven't received their order looking into it finding out giving them answers um, so that they feel taken care of mm -hmm. okay and and did you have um uh, something like a, a significant downtime or something in 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 in, in the, the the whole setup so where you faced uh, huge gaps or problems recently or is this all smoothly uh, with shopify <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, there's no is issues with Shopify generally, but I mean, when you're dealing with probably any kind of production, but I know food best, we have definitely had issues. And even now, we're, since we're transitioning, you know, production, um, but in the past, we've had issues with production and, you know, if something went wrong with production and people were getting mm. product that wasn't really up to par and then having to send them new product or maybe we've had to like stop sales for, you know, a few weeks until we could get things under control. Um, so there's definitely been, you know, an, an up and down over the lifetime of business. Uh, yeah, I believe. Um, and, and is there, is there anything that you can automate in your business? Uh, is that an important fact or is automation something that is simply not possible in the, in the food market? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, th I think we still have to like keep a watch on it, but 
Um, as far as when orders come in through Shopify, it's it's pretty simple just sending them directly to the production facility and then they package up the orders and send them out. So it's is pretty... This, is this something that you do via email or is this via some API connection or how do they pick those orders? Um, it just goes through email, just email. gets sent to them through email, yep. And they copy paste the... the um... Yep, they print the labels and and label the packages and then ship them out directly from there. That's interesting. It's an interesting part because we we, we hear that really often. Um, and when 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 you talk to people that um, that that fulfillment is still not automated, so that they still copy paste the label the the information from the orders to print out the labels, um, which which definitely could be automated. So this is something um, also we are in, uh, focusing on Sync Spider. Uh, very interesting information that that this is also. Um, I think you you get quite some orders, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's not it, right. It's not completely automated. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting part. Any any concept for um, twenty twenty into twenty twenty one? What what are you planning? Still growing, although not your company anymore. Or <laughs> um, it's not my company anymore, but uh, I'm still I'm still helping out. I'm still um, involved to an extent. Um, and so I, I think this year, 2020, 2021, we're really going to be, um, coming out with some new products mm -hmm. and we're, I mean, the labels have to be redone because now it's got to be bilingual because it's going to be, um, sold in Canada. So, kind of just kind of, um, developing some new things. So we're not focused so much on um, growing the e-commerce right now until we have redeveloped things a bit and then kind of doing a bit of a relaunch. Mm -hmm. Okay, Gadia. Um, is there anything uh, or something or someone um, who has taught you most about e-commerce in your career? Um, I would say that... Um, I have learned the most from the other entrepreneurs that have been on Shark Tank. Oh. Um, we've, yeah, we're kind of a tight knit group. And so we all, you know, really love helping each other out. And if someone needs help with something, there's always a bunch of people to give advice or make connections or um do you know do whatever needs to be done so and i mean these are really really amazing entrepreneurs that you know have built big businesses and they were on shark tank as well and so they have a lot of knowledge and expertise to share and that we can share with each other so i think i've learned the most from um them when it comes to e-commerce that's great heather Thank you very, very much for your time for this interview. Um, we learned a lot today again. Thank you. Um, I wish you good luck. Um, also, stay healthy in, during this uh, bad time with Corona. Thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you, Norbert. I really appreciate it. Yeah, stay safe out there. Stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. 